Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, Delora, how are you, girl? Ashley, so much better. I mean, hopefully I sound better. My mom yeah, you do. Last week was like, ooh, you sounded bad. I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> but again, I appreciated her transparency, of course. But we are functional out here. I still probably can use a nap, but how about you? <laughs> Well, I tried to get a nap in today. It didn't work out. You know, when you have your eyes closed, but you're still like alert. It was one of those type of naps. So it didn't go, it didn't go well, but <laughs> we're here and we're grateful to be here together and with yeah. all of you guys as always. So thank you thank for coming you. back to recapping with Delora and Ashley. How y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to shoot it off in the comments somewhere. But Delore, you know, as usual, we have some headlines, hot topics. And as we continue on our micro dosing weekly of the fifth and final season of Insecure. So (laughs) episode four. four. So let's go ahead and get into it. Our first quick headline of today. Brittany is free. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Her 13-year conservatorship has officially been terminated as of last Friday. Let's give a clap for that. Let's give a clap for that in the name of Jesus, girl. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Because I can tell you, I remember some of the dread I was feeling throughout the weeks. Talking about the hashtag Free Britney movement. And to see this be the ending, I just... This is phenomenal. This is better than I expected. How about you? Yeah. I mean, let me talk about a little bit more of the detail for our lovely listeners. So y'all fully understand the LA Superior Court Judge Brenda Penny ruled that the arraignment should be terminated without her having to undergo additional mental evaluation. So Delora, yes, that is huge, right? Yes. According to Entertainment Weekly article, there are still further financial concerns that the case must address. So we'll see what happens there. But she did offer an update to fans on social media. She said, I've been in a conservatorship for 13 years. That's a really long time to be in a situation you don't want to be in. I'm just grateful, honestly, for each day and being able to have the keys to my car and be able to be independent and feel like a woman and owning an ATM card, seeing cash for the first time, being able to buy candles. It's the little things for us women, but it makes a huge difference. I'm, I love candles. So I'm sad and that she had not been able to have those ordinary, some people mundane experiences, but to yeah. her point, that is everything. So she just said, I'm grateful for that. It's nice. 
it's really nice. She also hinted a desire to speak to Queen O, Oprah Winfrey, to speak her truth. She went on to say that she does not want to be viewed as a victim, but rather a potential advocate for others facing similar circumstances. She thanked her supporters and the hashtag Free Britney movement for shining a light on her situation and fighting for change. So you already said this was much better than you anticipated. Any other thoughts on Britney finally being free after 13 years? I'm just super happy for her. No shade, but she sounded very um, sane in that statement because there's been a couple of times where she's had some posts on her Instagram and I'm like, oh, Britney, this isn't good for your case. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you can tell, I feel like she's a lot smarter than what um, her conservators and people, you know, give her. So I, I can't wait for the interview. I can't wait for the book. And I'm not saying that um, so carelessly, because obviously this was 13 years of her life, right? Mm -hmm. But she's going to spill all that tea. Okay. All of it. It's going to be hot liquid fire girl if y'all thought the royals interview was something this is gonna be it's not even gonna be tea this is lava we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) so i just wish nothing but the best for miss britney spears same for me i hope britney gets to live her best life i hope she is able to get married like she wants to have another baby she's talking about she wants to have a baby girl and just enjoy the fruits of her labor and her career i mean to think that all this time she has not been able to access her own money she was on one like a monthly stipend or something along those lines i mean it's just been everybody else's bills yeah when you when you hear the details it's just insane so absolutely we're hoping for the best i think we're all rooting for you sis we are all rooting for you so let's move on to our second quick headline paris hilton is officially off the market she's been married for just under a week and according to people is still soaking up those newlywed vibes she said this is the most magical feeling in the world as she wed venture capitalist carter room in a lavish three-day extravaganza beginning on November 11th. She said, knowing that I officially get to spend the rest of my life with the love of my life is a dream come true. Delora, their entire wedding planning journey and Big Day will air on their Peacock series, Paris in Love. They exchange vows at an opulent Bel Air estate formerly owned by her grandfather, Baron Hilton. She said, I can't wait to grow our family. I feel like Carter and I are puzzle pieces getting connected. I never thought I'd meet a man like him who loves me for Paris and not Paris Hilton. He's going to be the best husband and the best dad. Now, beautiful, right? Love, love. But I'm so sorry to have to rain on the parade. But apparently, according to page six, he's already a dad. To a nine-year-old daughter, Evie, with a former reality star, Laura Belize. Reportedly, he has not seen this child since she was born. There is a copy of a letter that the child has written to him, pleading with him to have a relationship with her. A rep for her for Paris's husband said he was upfront with Paris about his situation from the beginning of their relationship and that he has taken care of his financial responsibilities for Evie since she was born. Delora, give me your thoughts. 
Oh, I didn't know about that. It's just been um, reported within like the last 24 hours of us reporting ooh, this. That's messy. It kind of reminded me of uh, how Khloe Kardashian said like her ex-husband didn't have any kids and he had like three. <laughs> so, but I guess he didn't have any with her. So I think that's where this conversation is really headed, huh? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I am surprised she did it. She has been engaged I don't know how many times. So right for her to finally do it. And, you know, of course she did it in style. Her wedding dress was phenomenal. Okay. Oscar de la Renta. I was going to say like her three or four changes of dresses. I'm talking about the main one or the first one for the okay. ceremony. But yeah, of course, Paris is going to have a three day event. Like, of course. Of so, course. <laughs> I loved posting her picture on our stories because I was trying to remember some of her taglines from the early 2000s and I found that's it like, hot loves it that's <laughs> hot. so congratulations Paris congratulations indeed but man this other portion really saddens me and unfortunately I think it speaks volumes about the character of her new husband so god bless god bless her union and God bless that situation. Finance guy, how much faith do we have in those? I, I mean, <laughs> if you if you if you've gone through the men that you've gone through, Paris is now forty years old. You're gonna hope True. that the one that you finally land on and decide on is gonna be, you know, really the one. And I hope so. I'm just saying, yeah. you having a child that your statement, all you're saying is that you've taken care of financially, and you have a copy of a letter being circulated of that child begging to have a relationship with you. That's not a good look. And it's devastating for the kid. And clearly Paris knows about it. So all I'm saying is is God bless. (laughs) That's all I have. That's all I have. Let's move on. LeVar Burton has gotten a new gig. He is set to host a game show version of the classic trivia game, Trivial Pursuit, which is currently in development at Entertainment One. The hosting gig is part of a deal between Entertainment One, which is owned by Hasbro, and Burton's LeVar Burton Entertainment to develop Trivial Pursuit into a game show format. Burton will also serve as an executive producer on the series, although no network is currently attached as of now. Trivial Mm. Pursuit is the latest Hasbro game to get developed into an on-screen property with E1's current slate, including Clue, which I love, Dungeons and Dragons, Power Rangers, and Mousetrap. Thoughts on LeVar getting, getting his coins and a new hosting opportunity? I love it. I love it. I mean, the fact that he has his fingers all up and through this project is everything. Um, for me, you know, his legacy ownership, I'm here for it. I really pray that he really gets picked up by a big network and is bigger than Jeopardy at this point because LeVar has um, made a tweet recently. Someone connected him to Jeopardy again. He's like, please do not associate my name with that game show <laughs> ever again. So LeVar is over it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't blame him. So bravo, Mr. Barton. We're rooting for you, sir. Exactly. All I have in my notes for this one is do your thing, LeVar. I know he was planning on doing some things with Ava DuVernay still as well. So I think mm-hmm. this is just the first of many 
that we'll see as opportunities for LeVar. So that is it for quick headlines for today, Delora. Let's move into our hot topics. Our first hot topic, the baby and Danny Lee drama girl. According to an article from The Cut on Sunday night, an argument between rapper DaBaby and the mother of his child, singer Danny Lee. I don't know if it's Lee or Lay. I kept hearing people pronounce it either way. I heard Lay, but she's a singer? Like, I don't know. Yeah, she she's does. a singer. She had a whole uh, popular song with Chris Brown I, I that it came out. Well, that and her controversial yellow bone. Song. Yeah, which I'll talk about <laughs> in just a second. Uh, all of this, though, Doyle's drama played out live on Instagram with both parties live streaming various parts of the fight. The incident, which involved him filming Danny Lee as she bottle fed their three month old, seemed to revolve around the fact that he wanted her out of his Charlotte, North Carolina apartment where she said she'd been living since their baby was born. The two have been rumored to be dating since March 2020. The following afternoon, TMZ reported that Danny Lee had been charged with two counts of misdemeanor assault. Danny Lee and their daughter have since left his home. In subsequent social media postings, Danny Lee's mother and brother released statements with the latter threatening a physical confrontation with the rapper. Now, the baby has already had a pretty controversial few months. In July, he faced major backlash from fans and other high-profile musicians after making homophobic comments on stage at Rolling Loud Miami. Danny Lee, to your point, has also faced her own controversy earlier this year over her song Yellow Bone and Perpetuation of Color. Past controversies aside, Delora, what do you think of this current situation and the use of social media to air it out? Ooh, that's a great question, Ashley. I feel like the baby is wrong, 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 wrong. Like what he exhibit using social media in particular, in my opinion, is a form of abuse. Like he wanted to embarrass her. He wanted to, the fact that he was playing the victim card in this situation, I, I don't even know because, because it just seems like out of the blue, he just wanted her up and out. Like, is that what you do? And then he was gaslighting her, telling her that she wasn't his main chick when everybody knows they've been together for some time it was so ugly it's so ugly and toxic on so many levels I can't even pick pick just one thing to talk about right now you know what I mean it's just it's too much it's overwhelming and I I do empathize with Danny because get out my house you have a three-month-old a hotel is not sufficient for taking care of an infant like you know especially when you have a quote-unquote home and then let's not forget she literally gave up everything for this man (laughs) she said that she gave up her home and all that and now he would rather leave her homeless just because he wants her out It's, it's it's gross it's gross all over Ashley what do you think This was literally the first news that was on my feed on Monday morning. I did not want to be a part of this. I looked at updates because I just felt like I needed to know the resolution, but it was so difficult to watch. Your point, I'm like, why are y'all recording this and putting it out on social media? You know, already everybody has something to say about everything. And now the shade room is doing updates literally all day. As if this is entertainment. These are, at the end of the day, these people's lives. And, you know, obviously, since we've been talking insecure, I was like, this is Condola and Lawrence's situation. 
in real life on steroids. On steroids. I was going to joke and say, like, uh, Lawrence Walks of the Baby. <laughs> I didn't know which one to put first because both were very toxic situations. This one being the worst of <laughs> the ball. And I've heard the whole statement of, oh, well, the baby wanted to record it so that he could show or like have evidence in terms of some type of physical altercation or whatever, because he was claiming she was uh, hitting him and all this stuff. But Rachel Lindsay made such a great point of higher learning that you could have recorded her privately and had those recordings. You didn't have to put it out on these oh, internets. Form of abuse, Ashley. Form of abuse. A mess. It was too much. And I just hope. The way I did for baby Elijah on Insecure, I just hope for peace for their child's sake. Like this is a baby, a three-month-old child that is in the middle of this mess. If you don't want to be with her, that's one thing. But there's still a level of respect you should have for her. You should not be up here calling her your side piece and all this and that. Like she just gave birth. She could be going through postpartum, all these things. You could go anywhere. He could go anywhere. He don't have to stay there. Exactly. You could have let her continue to stay in that apartment and you could have went off and went somewhere else. Exactly. Maybe feeling all that toxic energy. Girl, hoping for peace for the child's sake. And Danny, girl, don't you ever go back to this situation. I'm going to be upset with you. Egg on face if she does. All right. Our last hot topic. We have to talk about Adele one night only Delora, this two hour CBS special that aired on Sunday featured a private concert by British singer Adele recorded at the Griffith Observatory last month and interspersed with an interview with Queen O, Oprah Winfrey. The performance opened with Hello and took place in front of a small audience of A-listers, including Leo DiCaprio, Melissa McCarthy, Ellen DeGeneres, Drake, Tyler Perry, James Corden, Gabrielle Union, Kerry Washington, Ava DuVernay, Gordon Ramsay, Dwayne Wade, and Lizzo, to name just a handful, because there were so many. So many. Give me your favorite moments or highlights from this two-hour special. I loved the interview. Adele is such a great interview. She is so authentic and down-to-earth and seems like, a you know, someone that you would really have a great conversation with because she is so honest, right? I mean, she puts her entire heart and soul in her music. So having a conversation, I'm sure it's not as, <laughs> not as difficult. What did I love? I just thought everything was visually beautiful. It, it was beautiful to my ears, like all the senses, right? Except for like smell and taste, of course, but it's like <laughs> visually beautiful. She sounded amazing. She had all the range. Um, yeah, she I sounded that phenomenal. Dress. Yes. I loved her earrings. I loved, I love observe observatories. Like it just gave me the feels. And it also kind of reminded me of La La Land, which is obviously a love in the letter to LA, right? But but with the actual good singing, because exactly. that is my biggest critique of La La yes. Land. Yes. The singing and dancing was horrid, okay, for <laughs> musical standards. But it was just, it was, it was amazing all over. And I actually told myself, and I should laugh at myself for saying this. I told David, oh, I'm not going to watch all of it. I'm just going to, you know, watch maybe the first hour. You really thought you were going to not watch the whole thing? 
well, we have to put the baby to bed, you know? And so okay. I was like, yeah, it's no problem. And then it was like, okay, one more song. Okay, one more, one more interview segment. Like, it was so great. It was so, so good. So what about you, Ashley? Oh, I watched, I loved it so much. I ended up watching it twice because my uncle came over the next day and we watched it again with him. Yes. So I loved it. The star sightings, we were texting during the star yeah. sightings were as fun for me as the yeah. interview and the performance. I'm like, oh my God, that person's there. Oh my God, they're there. Oh my God. Like I, we who had no idea the, who was going to no be idea. there. No. Well, who was your favorite surprise? My favorite surprise of all the celebrities was probably was probably Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and I feel like I feel like just because maybe they're one of the few celebrities that I don't know what their touch point is with Adele if that makes sense like basketball girl I mean okay that's right with Rich Paul now yep never mind that's right. That was my thought was like, oh, I wonder how she knows them. But there were so many like Leo there with the ball cap. I'm like, are you not in incognito, Leo? We know it's you. Yeah. Um, Molly loved- Shannon. Molly Shannon was another one that was that unexpected was for me because it was like was she was just-, just in the audience living her best life. Yes. I wasn't expecting Drake. I was like, and Drake's here too? But see, I knew Drake was going to be there because I've, I've said since day one when she started dating Rich Paul, I said, this is Drake's fault because I know that she met him because of Drake. When she said she met him at a birthday party, I was like, that was Drake's birthday party. I've been telling y'all. Bring, bring everybody that's together. How she, yes, that's how she met that man. So that was yeah. probably my favorite, but I loved all the star sides. Carrie Washington looked amazing. Yeah. Ava DuVernay, I loved all of too. them. And, you know, we love Kerry Washington's husband. If y'all have not listened to our recap of Sylvie's love, if y'all have not listened to our recap of Sylvie's love, please do so. He was amazing in that. Um, The engagement, of course, was a highlight. Quentin had the hookup on that. I was feeling Ashley. I was like, "Woo!" I would have passed out if this was me. And not only are you getting this amazing moment of getting engaged to somebody, as she said, they've been dating for like seven years, but then all of a sudden you look around, Lizzo's to my right, Melissa McCarthy's to my left, and Adele pop up on stage. Handing you a tissue. Girl, I would have passed out. I would have had to pinch myself for sure. For sure. And then Someone Like You is always my favorite Adele song. And always. when Roman I tell you. Deep, uh, it's so many things. Because when we when we were young, is getting to me more and more these days, too. Oh, so many. So Even many. her latest single, I love to hear her perform live. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, she, again, vocally, she's <gasps> always on point. Skyfall, I was like, I got goosebumps. I was like, well, because it was the visuals too that they did the whole lighting. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. And then to your point about her just wardrobe, I love the contrast between the colors. She wore black to perform and then the white cream uh, pantsuit for her interview. So it was just such a beautiful contrast to me visually. Obviously, you already have the beauty of being at the observatory and those aerial shots, those aerial drone shots. CBS, y'all did y'all thing. Y'all said, we got to bring out the drone at night. I was telling you in the text, I was like, look at all the stars, like literally and figuratively. (laughs) And I was wondering how how much that meant to Adele, because I'm sure everybody noticed she has that tattoo on her arm. So I was like, was this her call to do it here? Because it means something to her. I mean, the earrings obviously were phenomenal. But in general, does does that, 
you know, planets and space and all of that mean anything to have any mm-hmm. symbolism for her. So I'm prepared to be in my feelings on Friday to listen to 30 as I roll up to see oh, you and get our nails did. So so many good things coming out on Friday. I'm so excited. We have King Richard. We have the sure do. Oh, so, so excited. Well, that's it for headlines and hot topics, but we have to continue our micro dose of insecure season five. And we have to talk about episode four that just dropped. This was the beach bash and a focus on Nathan. So you talked about this a little bit last week and your feelings about what was going to happen in this episode. And unfortunately, you did not get what you had desired. So in this episode, it's interesting that we're revisiting a focus on Nathan because I had just been saying like, we have not talked about Nathan's mental health struggles since what was that season four, season three? I think four. Yeah. yeah, It's been a while. So, you know, we have the beach bash, we have Issa, Molly, we have everybody kind of coming together um, to try to support Nathan and like his business ventures. And then, you know, they continue on with their day. Then we have kind of a try to have a discussion between Issa and Nathan about what transpired with him getting up and leaving in the middle of the night. Uh, that night that she cried into his mouth as they kept talking about in the episode. We also have. What are my tears taste like? I bet they salty. <laughs> Then we have we have the arc with his cousin kind of joining in and we get a little bit more background. And then inevitably at the end, Issa said, I don't want to just be your friend. And he said, well, I don't want to be just your friend either. Delora, I'm so sorry. I know this is not what you wanted. But after everything unfolded, how do you feel about Issa and Nathan 2.0 and overall the episode? Issa can be by herself. She doesn't need to be with anybody. She was by Nathan, herself for a whole year. Girl, girl. Nathan doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, again, his flaky behavior, obviously a result of his mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. But when the cousins showed up, to, giving the same MO, leaving in the middle of the night, I'm just like, whoo. sounds familiar i don't agree with the cousin's tactics though Mm. Um, using his wife as a scapegoat you should just tell people how you feel like i (laughs) my sister and i were having this conversation today actually i was like i'm i'm a straightforward person like i don't have time to be guessing and and second guessing myself interacting with you like you know how you know where i stand at face value and my sister was like, yeah, people are intimidated by that. And I'm like, that's their fault. Because that unsaid animosity, like, I think several years had gone by. See, you lose time. Time is precious. You know, you either in or out of my life. Well, you can also tell even though he tried to be passive aggressive and not address it, it still caused a rift in their relationship regardless. Because when he came around, Issa was like, you never even told me you had a cousin that lived here. Like you're from Houston and me being, uh, you know, coming to Florida, you know, for sure people know who I have in town because otherwise who else are you really around besides, exactly. you know, so he's a new, Im- he was a new import to LA. Yeah, It is odd that I don't know who you, that you have family here. You know what I'm saying? So did say he was by himself when we first met him exactly um 
for me, the struggle and communication between them was painful to watch. Like when they tried to address it a couple of times, I'm not saying that wasn't realistic because to me it was, but it was like, we are grown. Can y'all please sit down somewhere and really talk this through? Um, Their friends picking up the signs like, well, you're not just a friend if she asks you over. I also, in this episode, love that we're continuing to see Issa and Molly's friendship mend. Like even the text mm-hmm. communication in the car and Molly taking us all the way back to season one, always having Issa's back. Like Issa got a question. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and ask that question flat out, yeah. girl, because I got you. You yeah. know what I mean? So I thought that was nice, but I'm still not past Issa and Lawrence. So I'm with you on I'm not excited for this coupling but at the end of the day I'm team Issa I don't as long as she finds happiness because again this is our final season and finds growth I will support that in whatever form that looks like for her character yeah again she can be by herself that's okay like it is these guys and maybe I don't know I don't want to say that my Standards are too high, but I need some new blood or something because you don't want Daniel to pop back up in this final season and be the guy. Honestly, outside of her messing with him in a relationship, obviously, Daniel was not really that problematic. Issa was the one that was kind of messing that up a little bit. I was never feeling Daniel, though. The fact that you ever were take it like getting in the middle of her relationship with Lawrence to the extent that their little side situation yeah. was Him to me is messy. Work it yeah. Messy. Super messy. That's tr- I mean, I'm not condoning that either, but I'm just saying out of the pickings, <laughs> Issa can be by herself and I'll be happy for her. Well, we know it ain't going to be Crenshaw because that was the last thing I was going to mention was Crenshaw is coming for Issa's neck on the heels of that whole fashion situation. Do you think this is going to mess up her business? Because, I mean, this is really early in her business to be getting this type of bad PR on social media. But see, I don't get it. Like, he had a successful show. Why is he coming for her neck? I. I guess I don't understand where this energy is coming from, clearly. It's still him feeling like he had to be the one to put his foot down with the whole situation with the advertiser not wanting him to do what he wanted to do and basically proving Issa wrong. I think he felt like she didn't have his back maybe in that situation. But at the end of the day, I'm hopeful that this has no impact on Issa's career because this was one moment. This is one person's opinion. And she still helped him. Take his brand and take his clothing to the next level. So sit down. Sit down, sir. Be humble. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Delora. Anything else as we wrapped up episode four? I know I kept calling it just the sip because I was thinking about Justin Sylvester's show, but did you watch the (laughs) wind down after show? I did. I did. I I do like it when they have a guest. I was wondering if we were going to get Kendrick, but yeah, no guest this week, but that's fine. I mean, we still have several, several episodes to look forward to, but I just, my final thoughts are I am loving Kelly and her super soul Sunday situation. It is hilarious. I love Kelly. 
growth, right? Absolutely. And little do y'all know, Kelly is so instrumental behind the scenes of the the show Insecure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. To all of our listeners. So put some respect on our girl Kelly's name out here. Not only is she hilarious, Natasha Natasha Rothwell, but she is banging behind the scenes as well. So she actually wrote your favorite episode or my favorite episode of last season, the Issa and Lawrence date night. I bet she did. I bet she did. Do your thing. Do your thing, Natasha. The final thing I wanted to say was that I saw Kendrick posting on social media about how much this episode really meant to Black folks who struggle with mental health and who really saw themselves reflected in Nathan's character. So I just Mm want to say again that I think one of the things that I love about Insecure is how pivotal it is in the Black community and also how much I feel like these last couple seasons have been just so relatable and that we're seeing so many stories that people can gravitate towards and can feel like they're being reflected in. So I think that's uh, kudos to Issa and the writing team and Prentice and everybody who works on the show. Well said, well said. I mean, I'm still not over last week's episode, so yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't think that's the last we'll be seeing of baby Elijah and Lawrence and Condola. So stay tuned for next next week because we're excited to watch. But Delora, that's all we got for our episode today. But of course, we have a recap drop in next week. What are we We recapping? We are recapping The Harder They Fall, Netflix original uh, produced by Ho. Um, and others. <laughs> so check it out. Guys, we are loving these hot, hot, hot content drops that we've been getting for the last few episodes. We hope you're enjoying it as well. Yes. And we will see you then. So take care. Bye.